Lisa Talks Lisa Talks on Sunday Sunday. Hello and thank you for listening. This is Lisa Talks and clearly I don't talk enough. Um, very special show. I'm going to be having a special guest today. Uh, her name is Amani and we're going to be talking about office bullying um, and if it really exists. So Amani, are you there? Yep, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Cool. So, let's just get right into it. So basically, office bullying is defined by workplacebullying.org as repeated health-harming mistreatment of one or more persons, the targets, uh, by one or more perpetrators. Um, It is abusive conduct that is threatening, humiliating, or intimidating Um, So it's work interference or sabotage, which prevents work from getting done, or verbal abuse. Now, I've experienced this um, at previous places of employment. Have you experienced anything like this before? Yes, I've definitely experienced it before. Um, I've I've witnessed this between um, different coworkers where we would be bullying each other, as well as um, I've experienced like some slight bullying myself. Oh, so tell me more about that. Like, how did you deal with it? First of all, well, because I was a lot younger, I don't know. I just felt kind of like I didn't know what to do because I was younger. I was probably like in my like late teens, I I didn't want to go to the supervisor because then it would be like I knew it would blow up and the coworkers would probably like fight more. But at the same time, I didn't want to be caught in the middle. So a lot of times I would just stay quiet and kind of ignore it. But then eventually, when it was my who got um, when people were starting rumors about her at work, I just told her I was just like, yeah, they're speaking about you, and it, I don't think it's really fair that they're saying nasty things about you and you know, like, I I just told her what was happening, and she was just like, well, you should say something back to them. But I really didn't want to get in the middle because it was a workplace thing, and I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. So I think at one point I might have said something to the girl who was making nasty comments, but we never did go to the supervisor because we just didn't want it to escalate, and we realized that the lady making the comments, like, she might lose her job, and that was her only job, and she had a lot of family problems, so we really didn't want her to lose her job. So it was really right. a tough, like, area, place to be in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And did the situation ever resolve itself, or you basically just kept separate? Yeah, we kind of, I kind of ignored her, and, like, I think one of the girls spoke, the girl who was my friend, who was being spoken about negatively, she confronted the lady herself, and then the lady was just, like, I don't think she apologized or anything, but she just, you know, they kind of managed to resolve it somehow, but she kind of ignored her, and eventually my friend just got a better job, like, she got a job in a different a new job, so it, it resolved mm-hmm. itself that way because she left, and then I left also. Like maybe I left maybe a few months after she left. So yeah. Okay. Now, look. Mm-hmm. I know you said this was maybe some time ago, but looking back, 
at what happened with your coworker and the other party involved, do you wish that maybe you handled it a little differently? Like, do you feel, looking back, that maybe you should have spoken to a supervisor or maybe confronted the actual uh, bully about what was going on? Or do you feel like, okay, well, I, how you handled it was how it should have been handled? Oh, no, I definitely think um, if I could do it again, I would have confronted the bully in a more assertive way because I was just young, a much younger person, and I was more passive. And I think, just you know, my confidence level where it wasn't where it should be. And I guess as you get older, you become more confident and you become more assertive. Well, at least you should, and especially at work. And you can still be polite and be assertive and just, you know, tell people when they're when they're doing something inappropriate. And I would have definitely handled it better now. I would have spoken up and just told her, taken her to the side and said, it's not really acceptable for you to talk about her like that. And I think I might have said that once, but it was already after everything had escalated. So I would have done it much sooner if I was, now that I'm much older. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you can just talk to the person and be honest with them and don't have to be harsh, but just tell them you don't like what they're what they're doing and you think it's harmful and then it just doesn't have to escalate further. You don't even need to go to a manager because usually people will feel embarrassed for, you know, gossiping or talk, saying mean things about other people. They'll usually stop. But if they don't stop, then that's, a, that's when I think you could get, like, a manager involved if they don't stop. So that would kind of be, would that be, like, is there any other advice you can offer anybody that's maybe going through something like this? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that um, the best advice would be to, um, well, the first thing I would say is maybe to try to ignore it if you can and just focus on your job and focus on the good aspects of your workplace environment. Another thing would be um, if it's really, really bothering you, you can try speaking to the person themselves directly, just head on and just saying, look, like, I know we have to work together. We may not be the best of friends. You may not like me, but we do have to work together and be adults and just be cordial with each other. So let's just try to do that. And if that doesn't work and this person still is, like, starting rumors about you at work or something like that, I'd say just go directly to HR and just mm-hmm. be, tell them in some cases, I think you can just go, just bypass even talking to the person and go directly to HR if it's just really, um, they're really saying nasty things and it's just, get, it's making you feel really uncomfortable. Just go directly to HR, write down everything in an email and um, send that email to HR. Just document every every time a person says something about you. Just not to feel intimidated, intimidated because I know that sometimes when, definitely when it's someone who's in a higher place of authority, even if they don't have a higher title than you, but like they feel like you feel like they're older than you or more experienced, you, you're going to be less likely to speak out. So I say for younger people, yeah, don't feel intimidated because I definitely had situations where I felt intimidated by older people who are saying rude things to like some of my friends. And I just felt intimidated and didn't want to push back because person was older than me or the person tended to be very combative and they like there was one instance where it was another older woman who was being very she would always pick on people and say nasty things to people and just do it in a jokingly way but because I was younger again and I didn't want her to start insulting me I didn't stick up for one of my other friends who were you know getting into fights with her 
But I definitely, right. if I was, if I had to do it again, I would definitely stop her and just say, no, that's not appropriate. And or I would just go to the exactly. manager and be like, that's not appropriate. Yeah. And for here's sure. the thing, like. You did mention, um, and thank you for sharing, but you did mention a couple of times that no you were problem. younger. And um, for the people that are listening to this podcast, um, age sometimes definitely has something to do with it because you're not really in your own yet. You're afraid. They're older than you. But adults deal with this too. So adults still oh, yeah. feel scared and they don't feel comfortable approaching their bully. So, yeah, and sometimes people forget that. Like, whenever you hear bullying, you always hear it happening amongst, like, elementary school kids or, like, high school kids. And people don't understand that adults can get bullied, too, and it hurts just as much. Um, For me, um, I was working – I've told you this. Like, we've discussed this. Um, I was working Mm -hmm. in an environment – where um, Mm -hmm. I'm a quiet person. I'll just say it like this. I'm a quiet person. Um, The people that have known me, like, since elementary school or, like, high school friends or whatever, um, they would know me as more of, like, a quiet person. Like, I'm there, I'm in the background, I'm chill, I'm laughing, I'm smiling, but I'm still more of a quiet person. And I don't really like conflict. And Mm, when somebody... Exactly. And when someone's, like trying to push me or, like, push me around or, like, bully me, um, my reaction, like, my defense is I shut them out completely. I put on my bitch face, stone-cold bitch face, and Mm -hmm. I basically just, it's like a mirror. It's like if you're going to be that way to me, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to ice you out and have no emotion back whatsoever. In my mind, the person doesn't exist, and they, I had their funeral in my mind. Like, they're dead to me. Um, mm-hmm. The problem with that, though, is that you it makes your work environment very uncomfortable. And then because you're trying to be stone cold face, bitch face, and just ignore it, like you were saying, um, it just adds to a more stressful work environment. You can't feel free to do your job. Um, and I feel like that can be a problem because then you start taking it home with you. And then when you get oh, yeah. into work, yeah, and then when you come into work, you start feeling immediate stress. Like I've had a situation at work where it's like <clears throat> there was, oh, sorry, there was someone there who was making it very difficult for me. And there was an instance where I was having a conversation with another coworker, and it was about a couple minutes before my shift was going to be over. And so we're chit-chatting about, you know, whatever, and they come over and it's like, okay, are you, are you, what's going on? I'm like, okay, I'm just, someone asked me a question, I'm just answering the question, I'm going right back in, and it's like, well, you need to do that now, because, and this tone and this aggressiveness, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and it was very embarrassing, yeah. I didn't say anything, because it's my job, right, so I'm doing my job, and I knew this person definitely had an issue with me, and... I just treated the person professionally, and they got so comfortable with whatever it is that they were doing that they felt that they can carry on the disrespect into an email. And that's when, yeah, so that's definitely when I went to talk to HR. And I think that's important. 
Um, a lot of people, like you said, you did mention in your experience, it can be very intimidating to talk to a manager or your HR department at work. Um, nobody wants to get someone in trouble. Like, nobody wants to be that tattertale, right? Because remember in elementary school, tattertale, tattertale. Like, nobody wants to be exactly. that person. Um, but you have to understand that your emotional well-being is important. Um, so if you're going to be working at a place for a length of time, you need to feel comfortable at your job. You don't need to walk into work and immediately feel like someone put a bunch of bricks on top of you and you're stifled and you're stressed and you're tense because you have to be on the defense. Um, yeah, so definitely HR or confronting the bully, like you mentioned. I think that's yeah. fantastic and I think that's amazing to do. Um, just because you're calling them out and you're saying to them, like, look, I know what you're doing. Stop doing it. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't appreciate it. And then, as you said, if they're continuing on with that stuff, then you can take it to management or HR. And if that's not working, you can obviously, once again, like you said again, leave that work environment. It's not worth it. Like I was reading it. Yeah, like I was reading a Forbes article. And they were saying, they went through all the little signs that you're a victim of office bullying. And towards the end of the article, it said, look, it's not worth it. There are people, people some people are very old school in mentality where it's like, oh, my God, I hate my job. But I'm going to do my job because I need to pay bills. i got to take care of the family. So they put up with that, and they build up a lot of stress. And then they snap and have to go on stress leave. And even after they leave the job, they're still damaged, right? Exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of like, here's how I put it. Like someone came to me, and I did talk to you about this. Like someone came to me at work, I think it was like a week ago or a couple weeks ago, and they said, well, a few people have a problem with you or a lot of people have a problem with you, right? And you need to be more open to them, and it would make your life more easier here. And Mm -hmm. my response was, whoever's saying this, you can let them know that they can go fuck themselves. (laughs) Because because it's like this. Um, Because I know the type of environment that it is, and they're very close-knit there, um, I keep my distance. I don't want to be involved. It's not a social club to me. I'm there to do a job, you know. Uh, I don't want to hang out. I don't don't want to do any of that. Like, I just kind of just want to go in, make my money, pay my bills, live my life, have my fun, and just keep it completely separate. Um, I always think it's better that way anyway, and no one's saying that you can't make friends with the people you work with because that happens all the time. You have things in common with people. But for the most part... I like to keep it separate. So when I was when that was said to me, my you know that like you know my immediate response was well fuck them. But then I thought about it a bit deeper and I was like, I don't really know anybody here. <laughs> so yeah. what problem could you possibly have with me if I don't even know who you are? Like I don't know your name. So if I don't know your name and I have maybe had two generic, hey, how are you today, conversations with you in my life, then you really don't have a a real issue, 
you know? Exactly. Is that something where, when I gave the description of what office bullying is, where it's like the whole spreading of the rumor thing, well, don't talk to that person, and this person's this, and then people sort of take it on and sort of make judgments based on other people's bullshit? You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, definitely, I agree. I just think when in in those circumstances, like um, we talked about this early, or, um, yeah, you definitely need to just keep it, like, cordial and, tell, like you said, confront the person. If they're still harassing you at work, then, yeah, I would say your options are either you could speak to HR, speak to management, or you could completely ice them out, completely ignore them, just pretend they don't exist, and only if you have to interact with them, just stay cordial and just completely ignore them. And and when other people are curious, because, yes, um, you'll have coworkers who will be nosy or who will try to insert themselves into um, whatever problem you've had with the, the, the previous coworker. I'd say, again, just keep them out of it. Just, I, just, just try to keep... Um, whatever's going on to a minimum, like don't even get them involved. Just try to ignore the person. And if anyone tries to confront you about it, just be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that person. I'm just trying to do my work and that's all I need to do. Because again, it just, it can, it can kind of make you look bad. And even though you haven't done anything, it's just, it's just, it just causes like workplace drama and you that's the it last does. thing people need so yeah so it's definitely what you do, what you've done is great just being mature about it and just if the person is bothering you still you can go to management or you can like you said you've been doing you just ignore them because it just it just escalates and then you that's the last yeah. thing a person wants yeah and on the flip side of that like even going to hr management the thing mm-hmm. is You think about, okay, well, is HR and this person friendly? So if you're going to go to this person uh, in HR or whoever you have as your support system at work or supposed to be your support system at work, are they going to take what you say seriously? Are they going to actually reprimand this person, or is it just going to be, well, oh, this person said this, just giving you a heads up, we don't even care about it, but we're just telling you because we have to tell you, and then nothing gets done, and then when you go back to work, it's like you're being thrown at the wolves because then the person that you've confronted, they're not telling everybody, oh, they took me to HR and they're this and they're that, and then it it makes the situation even worse. Um, my, if your workplace like has this, like an EAP program, so an employee assistance program, I think that's something fantastic, fantastic resource that you can use because you can talk to them and they're not taking anybody's side. Like you can talk to them and they can actually give you, you know, send you resources by email or the phone or whatever the case is um, to help you deal with the conflict that you're having. They can give you tips and tricks on how to deal with that kind of conflict. Um, If you need to contact the human rights board, what's it called, the Human Rights Board of whatever, Ontario, we're in Canada, so if anyone's listening, but if you, you can contact them, you can contact the Labor Board of Ontario and report your grievances there as well. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to HR because maybe everyone in your work environment's buddy-buddy and you don't feel like what your issue is is going to be taken seriously, 
that's something that you can do too because you don't want to make it uncomfortable. And another thing that I want to say is sometimes on the flip side, the bully might not know that they're bullying you. (laughs) They may not know that they're being an asshole. Some people um, don't have a filter and they feel like, okay, I can talk to my friends like this and I talk to my family like this so I can talk to everybody like this. And that's not the case. When you're in a workplace, you kind of have to turn that off. Even if you jokey-jokey with some people at work, you have to be careful because you're working with people from many different walks of life. Um, Exactly. And the people that come from those different walks of life have had many different experiences. So your joke or you teasing your family members or friends, they would laugh at that because they know you on that personal level. So they would understand that you mean no harm. But... For example, myself, someone who doesn't know you from a hole in the ground, um, is going to take that a very different way. So I think when you said, you know, confronting the bully head on and talking to them, I think that's fantastic advice because maybe in speaking to that person, they could realize that, wait a minute, I'm sorry because... I didn't know that how I was acting was having an effect on you. And maybe that explains why, you know, you have such a negative response to me. Like, I have no idea. I'm sorry. And you can move forward. And maybe you end up being, like, the best of friends with the bully because of that. Because now you have an understanding. Um, And in a perfect world, (laughs) like, in a perfect world, um, I think that would be fantastic to just confront your bully and be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And what you're doing, I don't like it. Friggin' stop. And them being like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Like, that would be, like, the best scenario, I think, without having to get HR involved. Because when you get HR involved, they have to document it somewhere, right? And nobody Mm -hmm. wants to be the person to get someone fired. Like, when you have – it really sucks, like, to be on the defense all the time where it's like, okay – You have to be on the defense. You always have to document everything because you can't – like, it's hard. Like, take it from me, okay, who's, like, in an environment like that, has worked in environments like that where it's, like, it's not cool to always have to be on the defense because you can't trust your management or the people you really work with too much because you don't know, right? It's, like, so, yeah, confronting that person head-on I think is fantastic. Now, we have about – yeah, I definitely agree. I'd say that, um, yeah, confronting them had, but on the flip flip side of that, you do you do have situations where the person that you do confront will be like in denial or say that you're overreacting. And in that case, I definitely say that going to speak to um, HR management if the harassment can continues is the best option because yeah you have some people who will say that you're overreacting or try to belittle belittle you or kind of ignore your your personal feelings and the way it's hurting you so in those cases definitely go to hr yeah i agree because the Mm -hmm. hr department is supposed to be there as a mediator um they're not just there hiring people or whatever they're supposed to be assisting with you know workplace uh conflict so they're there for the employees' protection, like everyone's protection, like the management's protection, the front line's protection, for everyone's protection. So they should, they should be, ideally, um, you know, a, a safe place for management 
and for the frontline employee. There shouldn't be sides here. It should be just, this is what it is, stop this shit, shake on it, we have a job to do, and if you cannot work together, separate from each other and, and just move on. Because let's be real, this is work. <laughs> this is not This is not real life. And even though you do spend a lot of time at work, you know, you should have a life outside of work. So don't let it consume you. Anyways, we have about five minutes left of the show. So is there anything you, you want to close with or anything like that? Um, I'd just say close with um, just try to find the work environment that works best for you. So find a work environment where you can feel that you are being productive, that you are following your passion. That's the, one of the most important things. I know a lot of people, when they get out of school, for example, or they just they just they just a job where they feel like they're contributing to society. They feel like they're they're pursuing their dreams. So I'd say just try and aim for that. And in the meantime, when you have to do jobs that may not necessarily be your dream job, just try and find a job that encourages you to develop skills that can help you find your passion or just help you when you have the draw the dream job that you want and um just also trying to look look for um environment where people are very healthy they speak to each other with respect and they encourage each other to grow and if you're not in that type of environment try to get out of the toxic environment that work environment that you're in and try to find an environment like that because it just makes a whole big difference makes you able to enjoy your work and feel like you want to go to work every day and not feel like you're wasting you know hours of your life and just you know going to work for money which a lot of people have to do but really in the long run you want to find a place that's just where you can pursue like your dreams yeah yeah I agree because at the end of the day I mean you want to find a job where you're fulfilled um, and you, even if it's a job that you're not fulfilled at, I'm just going to sort of reiterate what you were saying, but, like, um, even if it's a job that you don't see yourself at for, like, the next forever amount of years, um, at least a job where you can get along with the people because you are spending the majority of your day at this job if you're a full-time employee. So 40 hours a week, you're going to be in a place with these people, so you may as well get along with them. Um, if that means ignoring them, if that means confronting the person who's causing you the problem, maybe they may not be a full-on bully, but the person who's causing you the problem, if you confront them or whatever, or get HR to get involved and be the mediator in the situation so you can just move on and collect your coin and live your life because everybody needs a job in this day and age. It's super hard to find a job out there. Um, so holding on to your job is important, but it definitely is not worth your stress. It's not worth the stress or having, like, a mental breakdown if it's that deep or that serious of a problem for you. Um, but anyways, that is the show. Thank you so much, Manny, for being my special guest. It was really fun. Thanks. I really like, Thanks, yeah, you're Thanks, for having me. <laughs> I really love your really perspective great. on things. Yeah, anytime. Like, I really love your perspective on things. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is Lisa Talks, and clearly I don't talk enough. Have a great night. Um, the next show will be, I think, 
for the next, like, two weeks, and it's going to be on relationships and dating and do you run or do you stay. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.